Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning. Welcome to Real Presence Live. This is Roxanne Solonen, and we have also with us this morning Aaron Bosch. And he is a first-timer this morning, so welcome, Aaron. Yes, thank you very much. I'm, again, first-time hosting on here. Some of you might remember me when I was a guest very briefly in January when I first started here. So I am trying to, again, just trying to have a good experience being a host for the first time here. But luckily, we have the kindest listeners on the planet, so hopefully everyone go easy on me here. Absolutely, absolutely. No, it's good to have new blood here. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself just to familiarize me and others with uh, who you are, where you come from, and a little bit, maybe just a quick, brief faith background. Okay, so I'll start with faith background, because I'm a cradle Catholic uh, from a decently sized Catholic family of three kids from Grand Forks. Again, hello, mom and dad, who I'm sure are listening to this right now, actually. Love you both. And uh, also Matt and Mary, brother and sister, if you happen to be listening. Hi to you as well. Uh, so again, cradle Catholic. Well, I'm originally from Grand Forks, technically right outside of Grand Forks. If anyone knows where a circle of friends, Humane Society is, I actually live right by that, so... Right out there, and then uh, originally uh, went to school in Grand Forks. I was over in East Grand Forks at Sacred Heart for a little bit, so I went to St. Michael's, then East Grand Forks, and finished in Central. Uh, and then went to UND for college, so I'm definitely a Grand Forks boy, <laughs> born and raised. And then I moved out here to Fargo just a few years ago to basically just try to find my place in the world. Essentially, moved out with a few friends that I met in both high school and college, and now. Here I am, landed a job here at Real Presence Radio. And I learned something interesting, that you have a podcast. Yes, so. I do. Yes, it's called Side Stories. We are currently in the middle of recording a new season of that because we we originally we finished it thinking that my co-host was going to be moving to Texas. That didn't happen, and now bringing the show back. And that's on Obscure History, if anyone's interested in that. Yes, it's on Spotify and Amazon Podcasts and YouTube and anywhere you can find that, if you're interested at all. And that's again called Side, Side Stories. Stories. Very cool. No, it sounds fascinating. So, uh, well... We have a guest, and he's waiting on the line, so we are happy this morning to welcome our first guest, John Hansen. How are you doing, John? Hey, Roxanne. I'm doing good. Hey, Aaron. How are you? Great. Great. Yeah, so why don't you start, John, by just telling us a little bit about yourself, and then that will launch us into the conversation that we're going to have to follow. Sure. Sounds great. So my name is John Hansen. I live in Del Rapids, South Dakota, which is a great little town of about 4,000 people just north of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We've uh, we're, we're super blessed here. I mean, we've got probably I might be biased, but the best parish imaginable in St. Mary's in Del Rapids. We've got a great priest and Father Shane Stevens, and uh, I live here in Del Rapids with my wife Sheila. We have five kids that are born and one that is on the way. Our our sixth baby is due in September, so life is very good here. I'm a state representative. I've uh, been doing politics now for about um oh on and off for like 12 years now and uh so that's that's just a little bit about me all right well <clears throat> we know that you have um, a proposed abortion amendment that you are dealing with right now um why don't you tell us a little bit about that yeah so right now uh here in south dakota there's a there's a pro-abortion uh group and uh, some national groups and, and organizations and people that are assisting them. 
And they are attempting to amend our South Dakota Constitution to legalize abortion in the state of South Dakota all the way to the point of birth. I mean, this is about as bad as about as extreme as you can imagine. This legalizes abortion, you know, when the baby is capable of feeling pain long after viability. It eliminates all sorts of sort of common sense protections that we've put into place, like parental notification laws. Even basic health and safety standards would be overridden by this constitutional amendment. So it's it's really about as bad as you can imagine. And the result, if this thing <coughs> is written into the South Dakota Constitution, would be just uh, unfathomable. It'd be devastating to, to life here in our state. So we're, we're fighting really hard right now to prevent this from being written into our state constitution. You know, I can't help but bring in what you said a little bit ago about your five kids. I have five kids too, and but you're beating me here with, with the next one that's on the way. <laughs> I was born in September, so too. Um, but, oh, you know, it, it, when you become a parent and you have those little ones looking at you, um, this really becomes a very personal issue. It's really difficult when, you ha- when you're expecting a child and, and things like this are happening. I'm sure as a dad, this just um, especially motivates you to, to act. And um, so, yeah, tell us a little bit more about how you're responding. Well, as soon as we found out that these uh, pro-abortion groups were working on amending the Constitution and that they were going to start circulating petitions, which is where they're at in their process right now. They're trying to get enough signatures to put this thing on the ballot. Me and a friend, Leslie Unruh, and a bunch of other pro-life allies put an organization together called the Life Defense Fund. And the Life Defense Fund is really the organization that's leading the way to try to stop this from being written into our state constitution. So being that right now they're in the process of trying to gather the petitions, what we're doing at the moment is just encouraging everyone that we know to decline to sign that radical abortion petition. And for everybody to go out and, you know, tell their friends, tell their churches, uh, tell any civic group that you're involved in to just decline to sign that petition. Because signing that petition just gets them one step closer to being on the ballot, which then gets them one step closer to writing this um, abortion to birth amendment into our state constitution. And then you're saying that you're in the petition process, right? So could you walk us through quickly what is the full process of this becoming a potential amendment if it gets beyond where it is right now? Yeah, so they're in the petition process right now. They need about 35,000 signatures to get placed on the November 2024 ballot. They've unfortunately got quite a bit of time to do that, to get those signatures. And so if they're certified, if they get the sufficient amount of signatures, then this measure will be put up for a vote in November of 2024. And it only takes a simple majority in South Dakota to amend the Constitution. And so if they're able to do that, then it would be written into the Constitution. You know, one of the big risks of that is, sadly, they're already misleading the public. You know, if you ask the general public in the state of South Dakota, most people don't want abortion up to birth. Most people don't want to eliminate health and safety standards for the protection of mothers. But what these people are doing, when they're out there circulating their petition, they're actually calling their measure pro-life and pro-family. Hmm. And if they, if they make it on the ballot, they will get millions of dollars from all over this country to manipulate 
the people of our state into thinking that this is the right measure for for our state and and uh you know it, it could be written as a constitution so um pro-lifers around the state we should not be complacent we should not think that this cannot happen here south dakota has for a long time been a pro-life state but we need to work hard right now uh, to keep it that way <clears throat> so john yeah we know number one it's a it's a a, a pr battle it's a spiritual battle as well what are you doing? Because sometimes we feel like, you know, David and Goliath kind of a situation, especially when that money starts rolling in from out of state and those pressures and that spiritual warfare is so, so deep and heated right now. Um, how are you, first of all, having the, the spiritual courage to take this on? And then what are you doing specifically to, to try to win the hearts of the people back Really, it's winning it back because you don't, you just don't want to lose it. You are, they already are strong in this area, but again, people can be deceived. That's that's what the enemy of you know the father of enemy, enemy father of lies does, right? And so we know what's going on here. Um, how are you mm-hmm. approaching this? And I'm sure there's prayer involved too. Oh, most definitely. I mean, we we encourage everybody to uh, pray for this effort, pray for the unborn in this state, pray for these mothers who are in some pretty tough situations in a lot of these cases, um, and pray for, for the volunteers for the Life Defense Fund uh, that we can put an end to this, this horrific constitutional amendment. Prayer is a big part of all of this. And we need the Lord's blessing upon our work, um, most definitely. So that's a big part of it. Um, you know, we also just need people's help, frankly. And um, we, need, we need people to be out there helping us uh, talk to other, you know, citizens of the state, and so we would really just encourage anybody who, we really would just encourage anybody who wants to help to visit lifedefensefund.com, sign up there to volunteer and get more information so that you can get involved. But really, the, you know, the two primary steps is right now, just pray about it, pray about how the Lord wants to use you in this, in this fight against, um, against these pro-abortion groups, and, um, and then get involved. You visit lifedefensefund.com and sign up, and, and we'll be in touch, and, and you can learn about how you can help put an end to this constitutional amendment. You know, and I really think that even though this is happening in South Dakota, it, it could be of interest to others across our listening area, too. Uh, is, is that something you're inviting everyone to, to get involved in, whether they're from your state or not? Yeah, absolutely, and that's, a, that's an important point. A lot of times these leftist groups, they like to come to South Dakota and they like to try to amend our laws because for a couple of reasons. Number one, we have relatively easy access to the ballot. And number two, just because we're a small state, the media market is also relatively cheap. And if they can pass things like abortion up to birth in South Dakota, they think that they can just roll this out across the country. And they'll use that to advance their measure elsewhere. They'll say, hey, look what we did in you know, ruby red South Dakota with all these Republicans in office and Kristi Noem as their governor. And if we can do that there, we can do that in this state and that state and all over the country. So if we can stop this here in South Dakota, we can stop their momentum from spreading all across the country. So, no, we really invite people to join the fight here in South Dakota, even if you're not living in the state of South Dakota. If you'd like to contribute to the effort, again, you can go to Life Defense Fund com and sign up there to, to donate or just to volunteer and learn more about uh, you know how you can how you can best help stop um, stop this amendment you know this is um, this is a fight for life and 
Um, if we stop it here, if we stop this amendment here, we can stop it from rolling out all over the country. And then one thing I'm curious about, John, because you mentioned that they're trying to couch this in pro-life, you know, pro-family terms. Well, how exactly are they doing that? Because I'm assuming when someone comes knocking on your door, right, they're not, you know, dressed up as a Catholic priest or something saying, oh, please sign this, you know, that sort of thing. I'm assuming that's what's not happening. So what kind of tactics are they using and how can the people in South Dakota be weary of this if someone comes knocking on their door that they know it's from one of these actual leftist groups that doesn't actually hold their interests? Yeah, well, it's just, it, it, when they go and, and they approach uh, citizens to sign the, the petition, you know, they're definitely not saying, here, read this amendment and go ahead and, and tell me if you like it and then sign. They're not saying that. They're saying things like, you know, we want to just um, support autonomy. We want to support the, the doctor-patient relationship and those sorts of things. They're not really getting to the heart of the amendment. And then they have their signs that say things like, this is a pro-life, pro-family amendment. And often... Oftentimes, people, you know, when they're approached by these petition circulators to sign, they're just trying to go on their way. They don't really want to be bothered all that much. And um, South Dakotans being sort of friendly and agreeable, um, they might just sign it because the circulator says, well, this isn't voting for or against. This is just allowing people to vote on the amendment. And so a lot of times they use that sort of tactic to get people just to sign so they can just be on their way. So that's why it's really important that people know exactly what this is and what they're signing on to before they're approached by these circulators. So they're doing that kind of classic agitation tactic sort of thing is what's happening down there. Yeah, most definitely. Okay. Yeah, definitely need to watch out for that because, again, a lot of people try to put papers in front of you in any state and they'll try to get you to sign things. And always be sure to read what you're signing because, again, that's a very common tactic in politics. Absolutely. Or don't sign if you don't quite understand. Exactly. Yeah, you know... you talked about the the uh, the South Dakota issue with with them wanting to come in and and kind of make a, a, a statement with your state. North Dakota understands that very well too. So, um, and we're 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 close. We're a brother state to yours almost. So uh, I think mm-hmm. it's it's good to mobilize everyone in this area uh, to help South Dakota out in this initiative. Uh, well, we're going to come back after the break. I, I want to find out a little bit more how you got into politics, John, and we'll find out more about what happens if this does pass and, again, what we can do to defeat it. So we will be back after this break. Stay tuned for more Real Presence Live. I'm Roxanne Solonen with Aaron Bosch this morning, and we'll be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sappo from Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision offers vision therapy services for children and adults. Symptoms of poor reading comprehension, headaches, tired eyes, and poor coordination can be indicators of eye movement conditions which affect reading and learning. Eye movement disorders are often undetected by school vision screenings and regular eye exams. For more information about how vision therapy can help treat these conditions, our website is www.lumen.vision. Searching for more great Catholic content? Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com. Find Catholic news you can trust, information about events coming up in the local area, and the latest on what's happening at the RPR Network. And don't forget that you can listen to any of our stations around the clock from anywhere in the world. Need prayers for someone or something in your life? You can submit those through our online form for the entire family to pray for. Real Presence Radio, your family of faith and hope. Online at realpresenceradio.com. 
This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. In the Gospel of John, Jesus accompanies his mother to a wedding at Cana in Galilee. At that time and place, a wedding celebration lasted several days. But early in the celebration, disaster strikes. They run out of wine. Mary, ever sensitive to others' needs, sees the problem and asks her son to do something. Confident that he will do what is needed, she tells the servants, do whatever he tells you and is proved right. Jesus performs his first public miracle and turns water into wine, not just any wine, but an excellent vintage, bringing honor to his hosts and saving the day. Even now, Mary is telling us to do whatever Jesus tells you. Even now, she points and directs us to her son. Even now, we have a mother in heaven who watches over us. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us. Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live on this Thursday, March 30th edition. And we are here this morning. Uh, I'm Roxanne Solonen. And I'm Aaron Bosch. We are um, enjoying having Aaron on for the first time, and he's doing a great job. And we have John Hansen from the South Dakota House of Representatives also talking about a proposed abortion amendment, a pro-abortion amendment. Uh, there's people from the outside of our uh, South Dakota that are coming in and trying to make abortion a thing, a legal thing, all the way up to the moment of birth, which is quite appalling. Um, and John, you were just telling us a little bit how uh, how that's going. But we before we dive more into that, I, I'd like to hear a little bit about your background and how you ended up in politics and and why you think politics matters in such issues. Well, I have been in politics for about as long as I've been Catholic. I am not a cradle Catholic like Aaron is. I am a convert. And so I converted to Catholicism when I was about a, a junior in high school. And, um, you know, as I started taking my faith more seriously, I started to sort of look at the outside world, started to just look outside myself a little bit more and um, think about, you know, okay, so now I have this, uh, this faith. I have these moral convictions. How do we bring these moral convictions into the public life? And um, so it was sort of through my faith journey that I became just more interested in politics. And then, of course, really what got me real active in politics here in South Dakota to begin with was the life issue. I just felt really convicted that this was the most important issue of our time, that there are these beautiful, innocent, unborn lives, and they need protection. And uh, so that's what really got me into politics. So that was, um, boy, back in like 2004, something like that, about the time that I first really started getting interested in politics. Then I first ran for office in 2010 and got elected to the State House of Representatives, served for a little while, left the legislature for a little bit, and then got back in. So I've been at it for a little while now, and it's been, it's been quite the journey. I bet, I bet. And and kind of focusing on those life issues. Um, so back to this uh, proposed amendment. Uh, if it passes, what can be done to combat it and, and respond to it? Um, hopefully that won't even happen. I don't even really want to ask that question, but, but obviously we have to be prepared for that. Um, what, what happens if it does pass, then what? Well, it's an important question because the answer is there's not really much that can be done. I mean, 
remember that this is a constitutional amendment. And so the only way to amend the Constitution is with another constitutional amendment, which is very difficult to do. So if this is written into our Constitution, the legislature can't change it. The governor can't change it. The only way that it can be changed is with another constitutional amendment. And we lived for 49 years with Roe versus Wade as the law of the land, according to the Supreme Court. Praise God that that was recently overturned. But if this is written into our Constitution, it's, it's unknowable how much life will be lost before the people finally realize the mistake that has been made and we were able to change that again through another constitutional amendment. And in this, is there the hope, like, let's say that we do, in fact, defeat this pro-choice amendment, which would be wonderful, and I think hopefully will happen. Uh, is there a way that we can possibly combat this future attempts at doing this by maybe making a pro-life amendment to the Constitution? Because I think often we're playing defensive in the pro-life crowd because we had to do so, if, you know, Roe v. Wade being the law of the land. But now we have this opportunity where if South Dakota can take down this pro-choice amendment, can we maybe next election cycle put in a pro-life amendment that makes it even harder and kind of settles this issue for us for at least the foreseeable future? Yeah, well, here in South Dakota, when Roe versus Wade was overturned, our trigger law went into effect. Now, that's a statute that's not in the Constitution. But our trigger law going into effect gave South Dakota about the best pro-life laws in the entire country. And so that's the status of the law today. And so really what it comes down to is making sure that that law is defended and um, right now we have a very pro-life legislature. We've got a pro-life governor. And so uh, really the, the, the constitutional amendment represents the biggest threat to unborn life in the state. Beyond that, it really just comes down to making sure that we elect pro-life legislators and pro-life governors to keep our laws among the pro-life, most pro-life laws in the country. And I feel pretty good about those prospects right now. We've got, we've got great legislators and a great pro-life governor, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. You know, it's really frustrating because when Roe v. Wade was overturned, the idea was that it would go back to the states, and the people in the states, living in the states, could determine the fate, you know. And, but in fact, when people come from, you know, with a lot of money from out of, out of the state, that's not really what's happening. That, that's so frustrating. And, and really, so the only thing you can really do is mobilize your people, right? And, and help them see, like, this is, this is a, an overtaking of, our, of who we are. And, and yeah, that, mm-hmm. that's right. You know, um, a lot of pro-lifers in our state, they saw Roe versus Wade get overturned by the Dobbs decision. And we thought, great, we've won. It's it. It's over. The battle is finished. And that is just... Um, very far from the truth, sadly, um, because you see it in this constitutional amendment. Really, when the when the court sent it back to the states and said, "All right, states, it's on you." Well, that is a that is an awesome responsibility that has now been placed solely on our shoulders, on the pro lifers' shoulders in the state of South Dakota, to go out there and defend life and defend it vigorously. So we need to make sure that we're doing that, including from these out of state actors who come in with millions of dollars. There's organizations uh, who've already spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on other ballot questions in South Dakota, and they've said that some of their goals is to go into these red states, amend their constitutions to put abortion up to birth into their constitutions. So that's just a reality that we have to deal with, and so we need to make sure that we're ready to defend life in this state. 
Are you doing any um, ad campaigns or, or something that's really visible to kind of reach those people that might not go to that lifedefensefund.com, which is, I'm going to say it again so that people, lifedefensefund.com is where you want people to go. But if they, if they're not um, hearing our radio program today or, or, or seeing that otherwise people are busy, are there billboards or anything where you can kind of grab people's attention to really get that message across? Yes, we do have a few billboards that have gone up across the state, and I think those are continuing to go up. We've also had just volunteers sort of standing next to the petition circulators and trying to educate the public just to decline to sign that petition. And, of course, we've also had a bunch of flyers printed up that um, churches have put in the bulletins and uh, out in the lobbies, and that way people really just know more about what's going on. So we're definitely getting the word out as much as we can uh, but we need everybody's help as well just to share this information with your family and your friends and your churches and your civic groups to make sure people know how really crazy extreme that this is and just encourage them not to sign that petition. How do you prepare people? For example, that that's interesting what you said. I, I think of the sidewalk advocacy work I've done being, you know, right on the front lines there, right, doing that spiritual battle visibly. How do you prepare people to kind of go out and, like, empower them to do do that work and to kind of just make sure they're doing God's work? Well, it's a, it's a combination of things. It's through, you know, good training and, and a lot of prayer, actually. And, and they, so if people want to go out and help to inform the public, even close to the petition circulators, you know, we'll give them all the materials. We'll tell them everything that they need to know um, so that they do so in a respectful, thorough manner. And, um, and so that, that, again, is all available through LifeDefenseFund.com. If you sign up, if you want to volunteer to do something like that, we'd be happy to equip you with everything that you need to get you prepared to go do that. And I'm kind of assuming maybe people would want to do that in groups or with a friend or something like that. Maybe parishes can maybe, and I'm, hopefully you're reaching out to parishes in your area, um, but just because I think people might be kind of intimidated, but um, knowing that maybe there's someone else with them kind of a thing. Um, I'm assuming yeah, that you do right. that kind of training, yeah. Yeah, most definitely. You know, it's, it's, it's always best if you can go out with a friend. Um, that's always helpful. Parishes, you know, have, have been extremely helpful. And the South Dakota Catholic Conference and our bishops here in South Dakota, they're just awesome. And, uh, you know, they're also helping just to get the word out about how extreme that this amendment is and how we really need to resist it. So it's a, it's a big team effort. Um, we really need all hands on deck, and yeah, our parishes, our Catholic conference, the bishops of this state are awesome, and everybody's working together to defeat this thing. Well, it sounds like it's a very good uh, opportunity to get involved in the church more, which is wonderful to see, because I think sometimes, again, like you were talking about where when uh, Roe v. Wade went down, we kind of considered it like, oh, the fight's done. Well, we won that big battle, but the war is still going on here, so we still need to get involved, and I think that going forward with the hope that this proposed amendment is that this can keep, you know, a pro-life rally kind of continually going in South Dakota where it's ever vigilant and is constantly trying to protect life in a lot of ways. So I think it's a very good opportunity for people to get involved. And on top of that, I wanted to ask, again, politics is often a very opaque and kind of confusing topic for most people because they're generally not trained in that. And as someone with a political science degree, even I get that sometimes and just trying to talk to people about issues that to me seem normal, it's very hard to educate them if they have no frame of reference. Do you have any advice for anyone who is maybe Catholic and really passionate about politics but doesn't have any experience with it uh, on how they can get involved in politics and influence their community for the better? Yes, definitely. If, if on this issue in particular, again, to sign up and learn more, 
Go to lifedefensefund.com, sign up on our forum to volunteer. I would also encourage everybody listening to Google the South Dakota Catholic Conference and um, sign up there to learn more. The, the Catholic Conference here in South Dakota has been just awesome in uh, working on these cultural issues. And they'll keep you posted. They'll let you know what's going on. You know, when, when legislative session is happening, they'll send out alerts so that you know what's going on so that you can contact your legislators. So those are two great resources. LifeDefenseFund.com, sign up to volunteer. And also, go sign up for email alerts from the Catholic Conference and, and uh You'll, you'll be pretty educated on the issues. But just like to mention, there is a Catholic conference for North Dakota as well that has the very similar aspect. So if you're in North Dakota, that is also an option. Perfect. Well, I just know up here in North Dakota, uh, we haven't, our trigger law didn't go into effect. We've had some issues, um, and, and we're, we're grateful to have South Dakota as an example. So I think, again, you know, we all have a vested interest in seeing South Dakota be successful in this area because just like it would be good for, for the, the enemy, for the opposing side to win, we also all are in this together. We're all Catholic together and pro-life together. And so I'm so grateful to know about this today. And I thank you for bringing it to our attention, John. And we just appreciate you being on with us today. Again, go to lifedefensefund.com to find out more about how you can help and get involved. People want to know how they can get involved. Now you know how you can fight the fight that God has sent us to fight. So uh, thank you so much, John, for your good work and uh, for being on with us today. Thank you, Roxanne. Thank you, Aaron. It was a pleasure chatting with you both. All right. God bless you. Have a good day. And we will be back with more Real Presence Live after this. We'll be talking about a, a book that's called Everyday Miracles of Lords and Lords Hospitality Volunteerism. So stay tuned for a little bit about St. Bernadette and the Miracle at Lords. We'll be right back. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Music. 